Welcome to the new School of Success. I'm Nick Maytash. And I'm Julian Rosen, and we are here to flip the game of success on its head. No more hustle, no more grind. Just the tried and true principles to help you win at life on your own terms. Class is in session. Welcome, dirty dogs and dogettes, to a new episode of the new School of Success. And hey, Get the kitties and put them to bed because viewer discretion, or I guess parental advisory, is advice. <laughs> I said that wrong, but we're literally going to talk today about how your mind and body is wired to fuck you over, right? And it's okay because that's your original default pattern. So if you find yourself fucking yourself over, self-sabotage, talking yourself out of things, overthinking, procrastination, doubt, anxiety, all these things, right? Like, hey, let's understand. It's okay. It's where most human beings are if they leave their mind and body to their own devices. But today, we're going to give you the blueprint. We're going to show you, you know, help you peek underneath the hood of your own mind and body so that you don't have to live on default. You can actually regain control of some of these patterns so that instead of settling and defaulting, you're choosing, you're rising to the occasion, and you're expressing your full potential in your personal life, your professional life, your money game, your gym game, your love game. All the games. Etc. Etc. And that sweet, sweet, salty, buttery voice you heard coming in from the background—that is my co-host, Nick A. Maytash. What is up, Nick? Oh, it's going well over here, man. You look great. You look refreshed. You look ready to tell all these people about the mind fuckery that is our mind and body. And again, they're—they're not—they're not your enemy. No. We're here to make friends with them. We're here to understand yeah. them better, so yeah. that as uh, as we go to make change and create awesome, awesome things in our life, which everybody that's listening to this, I'm sure is all about like all of the Gregory's out there, all the Jeanette's, all of Lisa, Lisa, Susan, hyphenated. It's a strange name, but it works. Yes. LS, what up? And <laughs> uh, yeah, but we're, we're here to make friends with our mind and body and understand them so that we can use them as a, as a catalyst to our change instead of the one thing that stands in our way. Because I promise you, if you don't figure it out, it will be one of your greatest obstacles. So Julian, I'm going to let you kick this thing off with all of your glorious goodness that you know so, so well. So go ahead. Tell me all about the mind body and how it isn't really us. Yeah. 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 So let me paint a picture for you, listener, sitting in your sexy car being all sexy. Let me paint a picture because I'm sure you've been here, right? There's a change you want to make. And because change doesn't just, the change fairy doesn't come and sprinkle it around, right? Like, when we want change in our life, it typically requires a change in our behavior, a change in our decisions. We typically have to start doing more of something or start doing less of something, right? So there's, there's an action that needs to be taken to solidify this change. So, you know, we write in our dream journal or we have a couple beers and we tell our buddy what we're going to do and we, we set the goal and um, it comes time to take the action. And literally we walk up, we get face to face with it and then something in the world of self-fuckery happen. The action that is going to produce the change is something your mind and body don't like. So your mind and body produce a temporary, negative, emotional state within you meant to dissuade you from consistently taking the action that is going to create the change. So whether it's, you know, I'm going to go in and finally have that conversation with my boss about the raise, or I'm going to finally hire that personal trainer, or I'm going to finally do this. I'm going to finally do that. I'm going to finally go get the LLC for the business. 
the moments leading up to the action that is going to produce the change. Our mind body creates the negative temporary emotional response, and it could be overthinking. It could be inadequacy. It could be self-doubt. It could be anxiety. It could be, um, you know, feeling like an imposter compared to other people who are doing the things that you want to do, whatever it is. Our brain tells a story, our body feels a feeling, and then we revert back. We avoid, we procrastinate, we distract, we rationalize and, and leave it for later and it never gets done. So show of hands, who's this happened to? I have both of my hands up. I know you guys can't see me, but. Hey, if you're driving, get your hands on the wheel, you psycho. <laughs> Sorry, it's the, we have a good time here. We have a good time here, but um, so we're all raising our hands because this is a very human thing. And I will like, Nick and I are not immune to this. Let me tell you a story. Please do. Once you get your hands on the wheel, you psycho. So I was a very fitness oriented guy. I was a performance coach. I helped run a gym back in Baltimore for Under Armour. I started an online fitness coaching business. Uh, I grew it to a very profitable place where I left my full-time job and started traveling the world, working the nomad life. It was cool, according to Instagram. But one day, I heard the call on my heart to step into a more powerful role to deliver a more powerful transformation, personal transformation, professional transformation, helping people tap their untapped potential and transforming it into purpose and prosperity and all these great things. But it in order to take action on it, it would create change in my life. Can we agree, Nicholas? I would go from the fitness guy to the life coach guy. And Oof. that would change everything. That would change my profession. That would change my marketing and messaging. That would change what clients I serve and how I serve them. It would just be a big old pile of changey change. So even though I was aware of this for three to four months, I knew I wanted to do this so badly. Every time it came time to change my messaging, change my website, change my offering, change my business name. What do you think I did, Nicholas? I would say that you looked at the life that you had created through this fitness uh, business that you, you know, like you said, profitable, let you travel the world. You saw all the good in that. You saw all the comfort in that. And despite the call in your heart that was asking you, or not asking you, but kind of commanding you, really, mm -hmm. To, to take this other path. You're like, no, 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 but it's, it's nice over here. I'm, I'm going to hang out over here. And you know, when, when things clear up, when I have more time, when, you know, I get to X amount of dollars in the bank, you know what, that's when, that's when I'll go after that next thing. And uh, luckily, you know, we're here now and you, you have shifted into this new role um, as this powerful coach, uh, not just in fitness, but um, you, you ignored said comfort zone tactics that we love to uh, kind of drape over this, this conversation. So is that kind of what would happen for those three I'm to four months? I'm not going to lie. I wish you would just have said self-fuckery. And you could have saved us about three and a half minutes. But <laughs> exactly, right? I kept creating very convenient excuses about why, how now wasn't the right time, about how I do it later, about how I was too busy doing X, Y, and Z, um, rationalizing, distracting, procrastinating. That's exactly what I did. Now I can tell you, once I finally got honest with myself, and took the action that my mind and body were convincing me were too scary and too change catalyzing. Um, my life expanded in incredible ways in terms of fulfillment, in terms of the people I've been able to impact, in terms of the time and money freedom I now have, and, and just the connections I've made with amazing people, Nick included. And then some have all started from my ability to understand how my mind and body are going to try to self fuck me, <laughs> are going to try to screw me over. Let's go with that. Um, <laughs> So that I can 
better prepare myself for when it happens, not label myself as broken and pack it in, but just be like, oh, there's the, there's the resistance. That's cool. I get it. But here's the thing I'm committed to. And so when I, what I want you to understand is like, oh man, I hope someone out there is, is named Mike. Mike, when I say your name, Mike, the thing in you that goes, yeah, that's me, right? Like you're a being, you're a very powerful being. Nick, you're a very powerful being, right? I know you're listening. Thank when you, I sir. say Nick, there's a thing inside you that goes, yep, that's me. Nick is not Nick's brain. Nick is not the 50 to 70,000 thoughts he has a day. Nick is not his body. Nick is Nick. Nick is a powerful being who is conscious of being. That is Nick, right? So you need to understand that you are you. And the only way you experience this life is through the mind and body you're attached to. So you better learn. That'd be like saying like, okay, the only way I can get around town is, is through this car, right? Like this vehicle. Don't you think it would um, benefit you to master how your vehicle is wired so you can take care of it, so you can preemptively um, address when it tries to, to stall on you? Don't you think that'd be a good idea, Nick? Yes, I would say that uh, that would definitely be important. And if you feel like you're in a place using this metaphor where you have no idea how to take care of your car in this metaphor, we're, we're speaking to the mind and body and all of the things that we're about yeah. to get into. Like there's experts out there that know how cars work and there's experts out there that know how your mind, your body, your soul work as well. So invest in them. But Julian, go on. Oh, that was a nice little plug for coaching. Nick and I are both. Pluggity plug. Pluggity plug. We're both very powerful coaches, man. We just love what we do. So yeah, if you're struggling, reach out to us. But anyway, so today we're going to share with you some of the ways in which your car is wired to stall so that A, you can be better prepared to handle it and B, when it happens, you don't freak out and like I said, label yourself as a failure and compare yourself to everyone else and retreat into the fetal position and um, I don't know, eat blue, blue Ranch Doritos, right? Like you can still enjoy a Blue Ranch Dorito, but you just don't have to do it in the fetal position, right? Like <laughs> I digress, I digress. I make $35 every time I say Doritos, Doritos, Doritos. Just kidding. Just kidding. I don't. Um, Any hoot. Uh, so the one way, the main way, the biggest way that I see with myself, my clients, and just in the world is, okay, here's how your brain likes to fuck with you first thing in the morning. So your brain, your body, they're wired to help you survive. Your brain and body think you survive by conserving energy. We're all lazy pieces of shit. If we let our mind and body win, that is just the truth. So your brain thinks it is easiest to repeat patterns. You don't have to think. If you're on autopilot, you don't have to think. Thinking burns calories. Mm, that's gross. Let's just run old stories, old patterns, old expectations. So literally today, when you woke up today, before your conscious self even got a chance to start creating thoughts of your own, your brain was already throwing rehearsal patterns at you. Okay, well, today's a weekday. A weekday's a work day. A work day, you, you need to worry about this and this. You need to stress about this and this. Uh-oh, like, think about your to-do list. Uh-oh, think about the things you fucked up yesterday that you didn't get to. Uh-oh, 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 right? Like, your brain wants to rehearse. And if we let our brain rehearse, we're going to rehearse familiar thoughts, which lead to familiar emotional states, which lead to familiar patterns and behaviors, which lead to familiar lives, right? Um, Nick and I both love Joe Dispenza. Uh, I think his, the stat is, you know, of the 70,000 thoughts you have a day, 90% are repetitive, meaning 90% are the thoughts you had yesterday, mm. right? Like, and thoughts create feelings, feelings create actions, actions create reality. So if you let your brain run on autopilot, 90% of your day, you will just literally be 
thinking, living, and acting out old rehearsed patterns. You're living Groundhog Day in real life. You are just repeating everything over and over and over again. That little 10% wiggle room that, that you know, Dr. Spenza may have given us, that's not enough no. to, to make no. some transformation that's going to stick. You might have hits of inspiration. You might have those thoughts where you share these thoughts with, with friends over a beer, like, I'm going to go and do this. Like, that's the 10% yeah. speaking up. But if you only have that 10% and everything else is 90%, it's just going to get drowned out in the, the yeah. mush of everything that came the day before. Yeah. Let me ask you, Nick. If 10% of the time you ate a clean, healthy diet and 90% of the time you ate Doritos, Doritos, Doritos. Oh, you just made a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Right? Like, if 10% of the time you're good and 90% of the time you eat like shit, how's your body going to look and feel? Probably not the best. You probably wouldn't want to take your shirt off at the beach. Unless you're at a Dorito beach party, Doritos, Doritos, right? Like, so, but that's true, right? So like 10% is not enough. We need to intercede on our own behalf. We need to strengthen the shit out of our self-awareness muscles because self-awareness is the only antidote to our mind and body's pre-wired self shenaniganery. That's a fun word shenanigan right so self-awareness right and, and we talk all the time well self-awareness doesn't come from you know the self-awareness fairy it's cultivated just like a muscle is built right meditation mindfulness practices uh journaling participating in coaching groups or one-on-one coaching so someone can hold up a mirror to your blind spots right like these are all very powerful ways to quickly elevate your self-awareness so when you're self-aware you can understand is it you the conscious you calling the shots or is it old brain rehearsing bullshit, right? So self-awareness is huge. Commit to the things that cultivate self-awareness. Now, Nick, what is another way that if left to our own devices, our mind and body will steer us just towards Sucktown, USA? Towards Sucktown, USA. Yeah, and population, I don't want it to be you or our listeners. Yeah, I mean, hey, you and I, we were in Sucktown once or twice, right? Like, Again, it's our default pattern. But when you learn a better way, you get your one-way ticket out. So what is a, uh, what's another way? What's another way in which we can be prepared for our mind and body to try to sway us away from success so that we can actually intercede on our own behalf? Sure. I mean, it's, you have to understand, like Julian's mentioning, if you're trusting yourself, or not trusting, but allowing your mind and body to continue to spend or 90% of your thoughts on on past experience if that's going to be the pattern you have to understand that it's you're just going to copy and paste you're going to continue yeah. to live the same day over and over and over again therefore if you are looking to the future and thinking like i would really like it to be different than it is today you have to have to have to one expose yourself to ideas that are not your own because your ideas are what got you where you are. So you need ideas from other people, people that have lived where you want to go or have experienced what you want to experience. Books, podcasts, YouTube videos, all of these things, I mean, they are not the ticket, they are not the the fast pass to that life, but they are going to allow you to have a little bit more of that self-awareness. Because if you're left to your own devices with the journaling and, and the meditating, like these are all good, but introducing more ideas from other people that have done some powerful things in the world and knowing that they are also human and they've done some really cool shit, it's like, oh, okay. So they're human, I'm human. They've done cool things, I'd like to do cool things. I wonder what they think, I wonder what they believe, I wonder how they wake up in the morning and exposing yourself to that, I think is, is super important. And there was another thing, oh, the second thing, here we go. Here we go. It is 
you have to, and this is something that as adults, we just, we clamp down. And I'm, I'm so very aware of this now because I have an 18 month old daughter. Lucy, what is up? Lucy. I know she's listening to this. and <laughs> Go to bed, Lucy. It's nap time. Come on. <laughs> but she's just so, and I mean, she can't even formulate a sentence at this point, but you can see the imaginative thoughts working in her mind. You can see that she is thinking about things in a different way than an adult thinks about things. Adults, we look at the world, we see that as reality, we trust that how, how we've experienced the world so far is the way that we will continue to experience it, and we leave very little room for our imagination. You literally cannot create a better future, a bolder future, a bigger future than where you currently are without accessing a creative imagination and really digging into not to what you think is possible from what you've currently experienced or what you've experienced before, but kind of just letting the blinders off, letting the, the, the reins go loose and say, what do I want? And, and dig into that with some imagination to the point that it feels a little nutty. It feels a little crazy. Everybody else is going to tell you you're nuts for thinking this. But if you don't allow yourself to imagine what it might be when you finally have that lake house or finally have that business that you that you've been talking about and thinking about for so long, or finally have that, that partner that actually sees you for you instead of you, the, the person they want you to be. Like all of, the, all of the greatest people that have created amazing things, if they relied only on the thoughts and the beliefs and their, their, uh, their notion of what is possible from their their current reality and their past reality, which is kind of what Julian is mentioning with all this 90% of your thoughts keep getting repeated. If they didn't access their imagination and really open things up for themselves, yeah. there's, there's not a lot of cool stuff if, if that doesn't happen. Like iPhones, probably not a thing. Um, Amazon, like that probably doesn't exist if Jeff Bezos doesn't go way outside of the, the box of what his idea of possibility is. You have to. SeaWorld. Really, you have to... Yes, SeaWorld. SeaWorld wouldn't be a thing. SeaWorld would not be a thing. And Chipotle wouldn't be oh! a thing. And that is the saddest of them all. <laughs> but without imagination as adults, and it sounds almost kiddish for us to say, hey, use your imagination because we have jobs and we have responsibilities and there's taxes to be paid and mortgages to be taken care of. Imagine what it would be like outside of your current box because that's the only way you break out of it. Like yeah. you have to be able and allow yourself to expand yeah. past what your past was, because your past doesn't have to be your future, but it will be if you don't allow yourself to imagine what it could be differently. Amen. Amen. So think about it, right? Like if I tell you to picture your favorite food, close your eyes and what's it look like? What's it taste like? What's it smell like? You just conjured up a thought. You just created something and saw something that wasn't there yet, right? Like you, the conscious being you created that. Now, that's a lot different than when your brain is rehearsing how shitty you are and how, and how people, you know, like, and, and, how, and how, how you're going to be judged and what could go wrong, right? Those thoughts happen at you, right? That, your brain throws those at you, whereas when you created that image of the food you love, that's you as a conscious creator conjuring something up. So the more that you can live in that state where you're choosing what to focus on, you're choosing the imagery that comes in your head. Or here's the thing. Try this one on for size, suckers. Choose nothing. Choose neutral. Choose Ooh. to be, right? Like it is hard as fuck because um, the second you you kind of achieve that neutral state, your brain's like, oh, this is great. How do we do more of it? Ah, you already fucked it up. Da da da. Right? Like, 
the more we can like be like, okay, I'm either going to choose what my mind absorbs and focuses on, or I choose nothing. Like literally when I walk my dog, my only goal is to walk my fucking dog, not to assign value to anything, not to think about anything five minutes from now, or not to think about anything I didn't do yesterday. Like feel the breeze on my face, walk my dog, feel the breeze on my face, walk my dog. But Julian, how do we, how do we create an expansive life if we leave moments in our day where we're allowing nothing to happen or nothing to be thought? Aren't we always supposed to be, you know, eyes on the prize moving towards that thing? Or like, how do you allow yourself to build an awesome business that fulfills you while also just walking your dog and not thinking about it? I don't know how you, can you explain? Well, yeah, you can be a robot asshole and just always be in go mode, but you're not a human robot asshole doing, you're a human being. You got to understand like, cool, why are you working so hard? To build a life you can enjoy. Cool. Do you even have the framework to enjoy yourself anymore? Like, you practice that at all? <laughs> yeah. Like, when's the last time you actually played and had fun and created without judging yourself, right? Like, so many people are like, okay, well, I'm going to grow the business and I'm going to build it and I'm going to grind it so I can make all this money so I could go be a boss on the beach. It's like, cool, but you've just ingrained scarcity. You've just ingrained this, this inadequacy that can only be fulfilled through growth and claiming more and more and more. Like, Cool. When you get to the beach, you're not going to be able to enjoy it. You're going to start thinking about ways in which the beach is inadequate or the ways in which you're not being enough. So you better get off the beach and back in the office, right? Like, yeah. Homie, don't talk to me about, uh, you know, being a better doer so that you can enjoy life when you don't even like you've given up your framework for enjoying the moment. Right. So this is why I, you're about to get some free coaching here, people. So take some notes. This is why I time block my day. Because time blocking allows me to create buckets of now. So last night, I got out my planner and bucketed today so that when I jump into that bucket, I clock in like a fucking construction worker who has one goal to build a house, right? And I shut my mind off and I focus on one task, right? And in that now, I don't care about how this task is. Like if I'm creating content, I literally create with the intention of I want to share what's on my heart and impact someone. I don't think about how many likes it's going to get. I don't care who's going to comment on it. I don't care who's going to troll me. I don't care if it's going to lead to sales. I don't care if it makes me look like a buffoon. Like I'm creating because I'm creating because this is the moment of now. And that's all I'm ever fucking entitled to. Right? Like, I'm like, I can't control who likes it. I can't control all these things. I can't control if it leads to sales. So why sacrifice the moment worrying about things that aren't real yet? Right? So it's like, cool time block. And right before you're about to clock into that time block, literally shut off everything else everything else right like throw your phone across the room yeah for christ's sake yeah dude put it on colorblind mode what is that you know we like black and white you know how to do that no oh well another little hack learning Um, something new every day it's called color filters and makes it black and white so it's less stimulating to your amygdala which means you get less addicted to your phone so Wow. Anyway, operating in the moment of now without preoccupying yourself with the future or past is the only way to live life and enjoy life. It's the only way to create change and take action. Um, and it leaves oh. space to wiggle, not wiggle, but create um, empowerment with your mind and your body. Like yeah. if, you, if you're constantly thinking about splitting your energy around different activity, like if, you're, if Julian's doing this podcast, while he's trying to text a client or, or, you know, say hi to his wife across the room, his mind is split all over the place. And when your mind is trying to conserve energy, like Julian spoke to before, 
you know, we're going to run on patterns that we have grown accustomed to. So the only way to really maximize what your mind and body can do, since it is your vehicle, is to give it one thing at a time. If you're trying to split your energy all over yeah. the place, it's automatically going to click into and switch into saying, you know what? I know how this works with the least amount of energy. Let's use that stuff we used yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So if you yeah. want to time block your time and just shut everything else out, and some of you might be thinking, well, I can't give myself a, an hour of uninterrupted time because I have kids or I have a, you know, a spouse or whatever. I promise you, if you can give yourself that hour for just whatever you need to do, whether it be your business or maybe at the gym, then when you come home, you time block that family time just like you would time yeah. block an activity for your business so you can be all there. Like there doesn't have to be you're choosing business or family. Time block it, give yourself that presence because then it, like I said, that's where you harness your mind and body. So it's not split, forcing it into the subconscious pattern of like, all right, I guess we're just going to click back into this cruise control because that's all we know at this point because that's how we're going to survive this moment where you're trying to do three things at once. Yeah. And I want to talk real quick about multitasking because it's, it's become like a badge of honor. Like I did my laundry and talked to my baby and wrote a blog post and did my taxes all at once. Like, yeah. okay. And you're you fried. See, you got to see the damage you're doing because you can't actually do two things at once. You can't actually do three things at once. What you're actually doing is abruptly starting and stopping your brain multiple times per minute. That's not how your brain was meant to use. So like when you jump from task to task, when you're texting and driving or when you're doing this thing while also doing this thing, you're not simultaneously doing both. You are rapidly and violently shifting your focus and your brain doesn't like that. Again, it activates your amygdala, the stress center in your brain. You want to go further? Cool. Here's some neurophysiology for you. When stress is elevated, we lose access to our frontal cerebral cortex. Why is that important, Nick? Well, I'll tell you, Nick, because that is the part of our brain associated with decisive, bold action, awareness and action. So if you're constantly stressed, you can't actually take action on the change that is going to move you forward because stress has unplugged that part of your brain. So when you're like, oh, I'm super stressed. Why do I keep doing the same shit over and over again? Because you're a human being, you got to know how you're wired. You got to start with the stress and remove that so that you can actually put yourself back in the driver's seat. Multitasking raises cortisol levels. It's just a fact. Like, again, this is science. Deal with it. So <laughs> for you, like, yeah, you can't create consistent change in your life if you're constantly multitasking, constantly um, not honoring boundaries and barriers in your schedule. So you're not time blocking. Yeah. Everything's going to blur together. Your brain's not going to be able to focus. You're going to be left scattered and multitasking, which is going to raise cortisol, which is going to unplug the part of your brain that can actually move you forward. You stay stuck. Right. Right. And, and another is, thing, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off here. Julian. How dare oh. you? <laughs> All right. So Julian is speaking directly to like, if you're multitasking, you are losing your chance Oh, and it lowers your IQ. It actually impairs cognitive function long-term. So you're actually getting dumb, a fool. All right. I pity the fool. I pity that fool, multitasking fool. So Julie is talking about how multitasking and doing all of this stuff that's going to raise your cortisol levels and keep you stressed won't allow you to move to the, the next level of your life that you're trying to create. But also in this current moment, everybody and everything is getting less of you if you are trying to multitask. And I know that... There's going to be someone out there that's listening to this. Maybe it's Jennifer. Maybe it's Aaron. Maybe it's maybe Julia. Maybe it's Jamal. Maybe it's Jamal. What up, Jamal? And <laughs> what, what is important to note, Julian is laughing on the other side of the screen. 
because of my reaction. Why did you talk to Jamal differently than everyone else? I don't know. Jamal's got a cool name. I really like Jamal. Oh, that's why? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you're giving everything and everyone less. And then if you're listening to this and like, well, this is, I'm going to have to cut this out. I think. No, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> keep it going. All right. Um, see, now I've lost my train of thought. Thanks a lot, Julian. I know. Jamal. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know where I was going. All right, okay, okay. This is going to be fun for the listener that we've gone down this route here. <laughs> that you might think that because of all of the stressors of life and all of the things you have going on and all of the things that you're currently trying to juggle with your multitasking uh, view of life, you're like, I, I can't put any of this down right now. I can't check out. I can't block things off. I can't remove myself from thinking about all of these things at this moment. You are the person that needs to do that more than anyone because that is the only way that you will give yourself evidence that it's going to be okay to remove some of the attention from some of the things that you think are absolutely necessary that you stress over and worry about and frustrate yourself to the point of like, if I don't do it right now, if I'm not doing this in this moment, everything is going to fall down around me. Like you need to show yourself that it's not going to fall down around you. Give yourself space and time away from some stuff. Give yourself some boundaries because then you can shift into what is this, this next level, this transformation, this, uh, this actually accomplishing that thought, that inspiring notion of I want more than this. Because if you're, if you're committed to staying and you're stressed out, I'm going to juggle all of these things and continue just running through life at this pace that I'm at, nothing's going to change. You're just going to keep repeating yesterday, today, using those 90% of the thoughts that you continue to come back to. Um, so yeah, it, somebody out there is going to say, well, I can't, I, I can't step away from what I've been doing. You have to, you have to, there's no other way around it. You can't just keep on doing what you're doing and expect something different. Isn't that the definition of insanity from our good friend Einstein? Alberto, Alberto said that. Yeah. Alberto. And, and you can attest to this, Nick, because you are a teacher, you are a father, you are a coach, you are all these things. Yes. When you put yourself last. You're actually putting everything that's an extension of you last, right? Mm. And I think a lot of people have it backwards. They're like, oh, in order to be a good dad, in order to be a good business owner, in order to be a good whatever, I have to sacrifice to the point of exhaustion. I have to put myself last. I can't time block. I can't say no. I have to be available 24-7, all these things. Cool. But remember, your family life is an extension of you. Your career or earning potential is a, an extension of you, right? Your body, your health, your decisions is an extension of you. Yeah. So when you put yourself last, all of these things that you say you care about, you're subconsciously putting those last too. So right. it's, it's kind of that whole thing about like being a little selfish strategically is the least selfish thing you actually can do. Because if you burn yourself out, fizzle and fry, again, you become this stressed out reactive version of yourself and everything around you gets the shitty version of it. Right. And then there's going to be also uh, the person that thinks that that's the right way to go to sacrifice yourself to give everything to everyone else leaving yourself last. There's going to be plenty of people around you that will justify and validate that thought that like, Oh, no, no, you have a family. So give them everything or you have your business, you got to go all out on the business. You can't spend time meditating or reading books or taking time for yourself. There's going to be plenty of people that will say, Yeah, you got to give it all like you got to, you know, leave it all in the field, as they say. Bro, <laughs> right, bro. Hashtag. Uh, <laughs> All right, but, so yeah, go let's ahead, wrangle Jay. this. Let's wrangle this bad boy in because there's <laughs> been just almost too much value. I have a value meter over here. 
and it's it's about to break. It's like oh. ding, 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 ding. too much right? value has been achieved. Critical value mass wow. has been achieved. So wow. I feel like our our listeners are taking advantage of us. So I'm cutting off the value right now. Yeah, no, there'll I'm be more next week. Yeah, maybe later no, I'm just week. kidding. We're not cutting you off, but we don't want to overwhelm you with too much good knowledge. We want to give you just enough and then some ways to apply the sweet, sweet suckle of knowledge. That's where the magic happens. So I think, and here's the thing, guys, people have reached out and given us feedback, and now we're applying that feedback. So if you have some feedback or questions or concerns, reach out to us through social media. We'll tell you about how to do that in a second. But one of a loyal listener said, hey, I would like it if you just ended with one thing. Just what is the one thing in, in the world of solutions and information and, and hustle porn? What is the one thing? What is the one thing that I could do uh, in regards to the information we spoke about today? Right? So, you want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll go first. Cool. If you don't, if you don't mind. If you don't mind. Let's do it, Nikki Nick. So, if, if this conversation, although it has taken many valuable, tangents mm, mm, um mm, mm. if we started with talking about how to harness your mind and your body as the vehicle that will lead you into the next level of your life the thing that you're really trying to um create for yourself my one thing is to basically actively proactively anyway um give them space to not be running on full cylinders because if your if your mind and your body are always running full throttle so you're like literally burning the, the what is it? Burning the midnight oil? Uh, yes. At both ends? <laughs> burning at both ends, double-edged sword, whatever. So if you're constantly moving for your body, like if you're always at work, if you're constantly exhausting yourself physically, and then for your mind, if you're constantly thinking about the next thing that you have to do or your to-do list or whatever. Whatever. If it's constantly moving, of course, you are not going to be able to step into the driver's seat and start using it for your advantage. So my one thing is to create space where your mind and your body are not required mm -hmm. to be moving and, and you know, uh, working towards something. So that could be meditation, that could be taking your dog for a walk and just not thinking about anything in the, in the meantime of doing that. Just, it's so important. This is what I was kind of talking to with the person that thinks that they can't stop doing what they're doing, otherwise they're going to, um, you know, th their life is gonna fall down around them. It's, it's, like essential that you just stop and create space you meditate you journal it doesn't matter what activity it is give your mind and your body the opportunity to take a break because when it is powered down that's where you can step in and say with a conscious mind this is what i would like to do differently so that's my one yeah. thing give it space yeah very good very good give it space and take it to the bank write that down so Similar to Nick, similar to Nick's. This is something, and I'm just got my journal here. I'm showing it to Nicholas. I have the handwriting of a third grade asshole, but you really do. So stop rehearsing, right? So literally, your brain loves patterns. Like I said, when you wake up, your brain doesn't, it doesn't wait. It will literally just start rehearsing old shit to reinforce old patterns. So every single morning, write down, like, so here's what I do. Here's a little hack for you fine people. Keep your phone in a different room. So when you set your alarm, you have to get up and go get it. Great. Step one. Step two, keep it on a piece of paper so that when you turn the alarm off, boom, you're staring at a piece of paper and a pen. On that piece of paper, write in big letters, stop rehearsing. Hmm. Your brain needs pattern interrupts to interrupt patterns or else it's just going to keep rolling and trolling. So like I said, 
Self-awareness is so crucial. In that book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, number one, self-awareness, right? Sold like 10 billion copies, so you know it's good. So again, every single morning, just remind yourself, stop rehearsing. Just because today is a Wednesday doesn't mean it's going to be like last Wednesday. Just because today is a work day doesn't mean it's going to be X, Y, and Z. Just because your circumstances yesterday looked a certain way doesn't mean that today is going to carry the same weight, the same burden, the same, the same struggles, whatever. Like brand new slate, brand new slate. You get to pick what you think about that day. You get to pick what you inspect on that day. You get to pick your intentions for that day. Stop rehearsing. Write it every morning. There you go. People. Yes. And I just want to just honor a bit of what Julian just said there. Um, if you think that you're going to wake up and have the thought that you're going to stop rehearsing just on your own, it's, it's really adorable. But also... Uh, preemptive measures. You need some preemptive right. measures. Give, have something that you know when you wake up and automatically go into and your, your consciousness will wake up into your autopilot mode put that piece of paper next to your phone or do something else that is going to be a trigger that like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. today I'm not rehearsing. Because again, if you just wake up and have this, this really nice thought before you fall asleep, then I'm going to wake up and it's going to be different tomorrow. But you yeah. don't actually give yourself something that will trigger that, that differenceness. That is yeah. not, I just made it up. Sleepy morning you is not you. Sleepy morning you is not your highest self. So it's important to be like, well, how do I call my real self forward? you stop rehearsing, right? So yeah, it's just like Nick said, like all the intention in the world is great, but you don't have access to that part of your brain in the morning. You need to, right. you need a visual pattern interrupt. So take Nikki Nick's advice, put it into action. Take my advice, put it into action. Seriously, like th these are gems that will lead to more gems that create momentum in your life that lead to even more gems. So in closing, Nick and I would also love to thank you for being here. We've been collecting reviews. We've been getting some amazing downloads. You guys are the best. So we want to thank you and we want to hear from you. So Nick, where can people share their thoughts, their positive feedback? Uh, if you have negative feedback, you can shove it up your beep. But where can people uh, reach you, Nick? Well, on Instagram, you can find me at Nick underscore moving past mediocre. Any other social media uh, network can be found just searching my name but uh i enjoy the instagram and the stories and sharing back and forth with with uh you know actionable takeaways that you guys are getting from this so make sure that you're tagging myself and julian and julian what is your instagram tag again julian j-u-l-i-a-n underscore fearless life that is me on the gram and, and same thing like literally like value out the wazoo nick's posts nick's stories are all well thought out actionable problem solvers so again, if you're like, oh, I like the podcast, but I want more. Well, A, we do a mini-sode every week. So you got more. Just make sure you subscribe so that you're mm -hmm. alerted every time we release a mini-sode. But B, follow us on Instagram, comment, let us know. We like to joke around and have a good time. But literally, if there's something that you're struggling with, or if there's something in the episode that you're, 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 you don't know how to apply it to your life, dude, ask us. We are easygoing guys that love to chat. If you haven't gathered that, yes, but we will time block out that conversation because we're not oh, letting yeah. it get in the way of our life. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're, just, yeah, we're not a bunch of flailing, flailing Nancys. Right. We, we, we have, to, we have to model the time blocks for you. We can't just yeah. be in the Instagram stories all the time. But please yeah. do tag us. Let us know what you got from the episode and subscribe to the podcast because that way, uh, whether it be these full length episodes that we're dropping on you or the mini-sodes that have been a fun little addition to the School of Success. 
um, they pop right up and you're like, oh, this is a nice little morning treat from Nick and Julian. I think I'll listen. So yeah, subscribe. Yeah, yeah. Please subscribe and uh, have your friends subscribe too. They, uh, come on. Your family your friends members. need an upgrade. They're, they've been slacking lately. They forgot your birthday, those bastards. Um, now I'm just projecting. I'm just projecting. I'm sorry. So in closing, this has been another fabulous episode of the New School of Success. I thank you all for being here. I am leaving now. And Nicholas, say farewell. <laughs> say farewell. Farewell, friends. We will see you on the next episode of the New School of Success. Cue that bell.